0: You're listening to audio from Pearl Chapel in Shell Beach, California. To learn more about Pearl Chapel, visit us online at pearlchapel.com. Thank you for sharing that with us, man. One of the things that Jonathan said to me yesterday on the phone, he said, uh, The odds are stacked against the pearl of ever developing into maturity. And that really struck me because I don't think a week goes by that someone doesn't contact me or, or someone else in the house and say, Hey, I had a vision that there were people lined up as far as you could see out of the pearl. Or I had a vision or a dream that the walls were being broken out to expand you know, the footprint of the house. Something to those effects. And repetition has a way of dulling, dulling down and diluting impact, right? So the first couple of times you hear these things, it's like, oh, wow, man, praise God. God is going to do something. And then after a couple of times, you're like, yeah, we, we heard that. That's good. Thank you. And then... It it, it has a way repetition has a way of moving you into a sense of entitlement and just it's going to happen. But the way things work in the kingdom of God is when a word comes or a promise comes, it's not like a winning lottery ticket that you just then go cash in somewhere. That word is going to come with testing. The word will be tested. Did God really say Did he really say that you won't die, that you'll die if you eat that fruit? The word is always tested. And so when the word comes, whether it's a dream or a promise, whatever it might be, that's an invitation to then steward that word through a season of testing. So how we honor these words is very important. King Saul was told by Samuel You will be the one to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Who ended up killing Saul? The Philistines. The very people that the word highlighted that Saul would defeat, defeated him. Why? He didn't steward the promises that came to him. So we can't just receive a word, whether that word is for the house Whether that word is for you as an individual, your family, whatever that is, we we must do something with that word by way of honor. Especially in a a church culture that is experienced with prophecy, that is experienced and hungry for dreams and, and communication with the God who created us. Repetition can dull the impact of the things that he wants to say to us and form in us. So I'm only going to preach today for about two hours. So we'll go ahead and get started. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I do want to share something out of Mark chapter four. Just to kind of tie all of these things into a bow and and give us a chance to to look at, at what scripture says about hearing from the Lord. Now, in Mark chapter four, we we are in the middle of multiple parables that Jesus is telling: the parable of the sower, the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the other seed. The kingdom is like the kingdom is like the kingdom of is like. So Jesus is telling all these parables, and so in the middle of revealing parables, which are secrets, they're mysteries. They're glimpses into something that our hard drive is not able to comprehend. Jesus says something interesting in Mark chapter four. Verse 24, Jesus says to them, take heed what you hear. That word, the Greek word for heed is blepo. One hundred percent of the time that word is translated see. So I love even just that imagery. (laughs) See what you hear. Take heed what you hear. See what you hear. With the same measure that you use in your hearing, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. So what's he saying? The measure that you use in your hearing of what he's saying will be the measure that he uses in continuing to speak to you. So if our hearing becomes dull and desensitized and diluted, guess what? His voice is going to become diluted. Take heed what you hear. With the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. I love that. That is a kingdom bedrock principle. If you're faithful with the little... The grain of sand in the oyster. If you're faithful with the little, more will be given to you. For whoever has to him, more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. I've got some notes here that i would written down years ago. I'm just going to read, read through these. I just Sometimes when I'm reading, I'll just write a note to myself and I'll just stick it in there for an occasion like this. My standard of measure in hearing becomes his standard of measure in speaking. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm actually wondering if I wrote that or if I copied that from somebody else. My standard of measure in hearing becomes his standard of measure in speaking. The law of the kingdom is this. If I give him my ear then he will give me his voice. Okay, I can't take credit for that. This has got to be from somebody else. If I give him my ear, then he's going to give me his voice. He's going to give me his understanding. That's important too. So it's not just his voice that we want. We want to understand what he's speaking. The disciples were unique because they always would go to him In the secret hidden place when the crowds had all left because they saw the miracle, they saw the fireworks, they got what they came for. But the disciples, Jesus, what did you mean when you said that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed? And So Jesus would give them understanding of the thing that he had spoken with his voice. The law of the kingdom is this. If I give him my ear, then he will give me his voice. He will give me his understanding and he will give me more of his word, which is the seed sown. Seeds always contain generations. Seeds have within them the capacity. Here we go back to this multi-generational thing. Seeds have within themselves the capacity for untold endless generations of life and fruit. What you do with that seed that comes to you will determine generations from now what they're able to eat from the tree. If I have the seed of his word, then I'm already in possession of future revelation. (laughs) Read that again. If I have the seed of his word or his promise or a prophecy, whatever that is, if I have that seed I'm already in possession of future revelation. It just needs time to germinate in good soil. It just needs time to germinate. And what is the atmosphere for germination? Or let me me rephrase that. What do seeds need to germinate? Do they just need soil? Do they just need water? Light? Could I take... I heard this illustration the other day. Could I take an orange seed that will flourish in Florida, take it to, to Idaho where potatoes flourish. Can I take that same seed and put it into the soil in Idaho? Good soil, water, light. It's not going to produce the same uh, fruit yield as, as in Florida. Why? Environment. Environment matters. So the seed needs to germinate in the environment of, of faith, the envir- environment of presence, the environment of God, you said, I don't see anything growing, but God, you said, that's the environment that causes these seeds to germinate. So if I have the seed of his word, I'm already in possession of future revelation. It just needs time to germinate. it? I wrote in good soil. I want to change that to in good environment. He promises that everything hidden will be revealed and any secrets will be brought to the light. He isn't talking about our secrets. He's talking about his. That's powerful. When we read the secrets will be brought to the light. I've always understood that as, oh, man, I got to watch what's going on because my secrets are going to be exposed. Maybe. But what about his secrets that are going to be brought to the light? He isn't talking about our secrets. He's talking about his. He's just looking for someone with ears to hear to be the light that reveals his mysteries. He's just looking for someone with ears to hear to be the light that reveals his mysteries. It's the glory of kings to seek these things out. First Corinthians chapter two says that these things are hidden for our benefit. After all, it's been given for us to know these mysteries. So what's the point of all that? When God gives us a word as a family, as the Pearl family, we want to steward that word well. And we want to we want to hold that word in an atmosphere and an environment of faith that's going to believe that it will come to pass, whether that's next month, next year or 10 years from now. God, you said. Remember, those are the three most powerful words you could ever say in prayer. God, you said. So as a a church family, we we want to steward these words. But then also for you as individuals and for your own nuclear family. What has God said to you? What are the promises that he's given to you? The prophetic words that he's given to you? The desires in your heart that haven't come to pass yet. The word hasn't failed. It's just being tested. The terrifying thing about that is if it doesn't come to pass in you, it's going to jump to somebody else. Catherine Coleman, Reinhard Bonnke, ministers of God, incredible ministries. They both have the same story. Catherine Coleman said, I wasn't the first one that God came to with this anointing for this healing and power ministry. There were multiple others who the Lord came to. They just dropped the word. Reinhard Bonnke says the same thing. He says there were two other men that the Lord came to for this powerful evangelism ministry in Africa that mishandled the word. They couldn't handle the promise. So what happens? God finds a Catherine Coleman that says, I'm just an empty vessel. Do with me whatever you want. And now we're talking about people like Catherine Coleman and Reinhard Bonnke. We don't know the names of the other people. That's why I say it's terrifying if we mishandle the word. History doesn't remember those people. So I don't want to just be another steward of this beautiful house. That hears what God wants to do and mishandles the word. I don't want to be another, another believer that God wants to do incredible things through. But the word is mishandled. The word is dishonored. We don't hear with the right ears. And that promise just ends up moving to somebody else. God's going to accomplish his word. The, the word will come to pass. What I'm saying is, man, let it be in us, God. Let it be in me. Like, I want to see these things for his glory. But then also, man, because I just love being used by God. I want to see God do things in the Central Coast in our day, in our generation. And I think that's part of it, too, is if the word doesn't come to pass in, in our day, then there's a delay to that promise coming to pass. So there are lost people that don't hear about who Jesus is because the promise is being delayed because it was mishandled. We owe the world answers to our prayers. That's Bill Johnson. That's not me. The world deserves for our prayers to be answered. The Baptists have beat us to the buffet line. I'm sorry, it's... It's 12.05. They are there already. I, I purposely wanted to not really have much prepared today because the past three weeks have been heavy teaching. You know, I feel like we're we're setting foundation stones. I think, David, you used that analogy the other day. We're setting these massive foundation stones in place of what this house is going to look like. God is... is is giving us vision and, and wisdom, but there's only so much heavy lifting you can do before you just need to take a break and I know I felt tired after last week, and I imagine if if I felt tired of the heavy lifting, I imagine some of you felt tired of listening to the heavy lifting <laughs> so so I purposely just wanted to just have family time today, so I was really happy when you when you called me yesterday and I'm so happy that even so um, so many of y'all felt the freedom to speak this morning so let's do this let's let's worship a little bit more yes ma'am. yeah let's do at the end of mark 4 mark writes that jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it if you parse out the greek there what it's saying is Jesus spoke to the word to them, according their ability to hear and respond to in conformity. So His speaking comes in proportion to our capacity to hear and respond to what He's saying. And then He says. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who speaks. You reveal mysteries to your people. You share your heart with us. What your word says that that your spirit It dives deep into the deep things of God and reveals these things to us. These are your ways, God. Thank you. Lord, we also ask for the grace when you speak to be able to hear and respond to what you're saying. Lord, with obedience, with whatever it is that you're saying, if that includes and involves us moving if it involves us going back to school, if it involves us doing a job we don't want to do, if it involves us serving in a way that humiliates us, whatever it looks if it involves us moving overseas, if it involves us, whatever it is, God, give us the grace to respond in conformity and obedience to what you're saying. God, let us not be like those who mishandled the word. Give us the grace to be good stewards of your voice. We honor you. Holy Spirit, you are the one who speaks. We honor your voice. Give us ears to hear and feet to walk out what it is that you're saying. God, let us not be a lazy people who sit back and just wait for the fulfillment, but actually hasten the day. That we would be a people that draw that day even sooner than what is planned. Could it be that the promise is waiting for an early arrival, an early due date? It just needs a couple of people who will bring it in early. So, Lord, whatever you're saying to us as a church family, we say yes and amen. Whatever you're saying to us as individuals, give us the grace to say yes and amen as as nuclear families or pour out the grace to believe for these promises thank you lord jesus we love you we love what you're doing in the earth and we are honored to be such a small part of what you're doing in our day we bless your name Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed today's message, you can find out more about Pearl Chapel at pearlchapel.com. Or better yet, come visit and experience for yourself what church as family can look like.